Uber. Les Brown said, live your life the way you want to leave your life. The Apostle Paul said in 2 Timothy 4 and verse 7, I have fought a good fight. I have finished the race. And I have kept the faith. See, he lived the way that he was going to die. The Apostle Paul did everything that he needed to do, which is why he says in the next verse, henceforth is laid up for me. Hmm. There's something after this, Paul. There's something waiting on you and me. It is, my friends. It's either heaven or hell. Now, a lot of people don't like to talk about that, and that's okay. Uh, this particular podcast, we like to talk about the things that people don't like to talk about. And God is going to always be the center of every single podcast episode. Because without him, I would not be here. I've been through a lot of things in my life, my friends, but I'm still here to tell the story and encourage others. And it's all right if it's not for you, but I'm sure there's someone out there that would love to hear about Jesus. Someone out there that, that would love to hear about God. And our subject today, somebody would love to hear about heaven or hell. The Apostle Paul knew that there was something after this life. He understood that the way he lived his life would determine where he would spend his afterlife. What about you? I know we're quick to say, hey, I'm not perfect. Hey, I'm still trying to get it right. But are you really trying to get it right? Or have you fell into a stagnant place? One where the world is more enticing to you than those things that are spiritual. One to where you gravitate more to hate 
than love. One to where you gravitate more to rebellion, more than obedience. See, I've said it before. There is coming a time, and it's truly already here, to where you have to pick sides. Either you're on evil side, the evil side, or you're on the good side. Either you're on the dark side or the side of light. Either you're with Satan or either you're with God. So you have to pick one. And whether you know it or not, the way that we live determines whose side we're actually on. Take a look at your life as I will take a look at mine. When I rise up in the morning and I go throughout my day all the way into the nighttime, the whole 24 hours that I put in, how much of that time is focused on God or focused on good or is focused on love? How much time, my friends? I can't answer that for you. I can answer it for myself. The reason I would ask such a question is because the way you live determines the way you die. Think about somebody who lived their life in a riotous way, a rebellious way, maybe robbing, killing, stealing, uh, being disobedient to their parents. And something happened to where they pass that way. I can think of several people right now who regret that they never had an opportunity to um, have a conversation with their mother or their father because the last conversation they had ended in a bad way and somebody lost their life. I could think of a friend of mine who lived his life robbing people and it didn't end well for him. Right now, you may can think of somebody who is living in a way that they know is not good, a way that is causing them to have a bad life. See, everything is not all bad, but a lot of times we can bring things on ourselves. It's about our choices. Which is why I said a lot of people don't like to hear these types of things because, see, it comes off as if somebody is being uh, boastful or somebody is being better than you. But, my friends, we all have to learn or to grow. We all do. I didn't start off this way. If you would have met me back in what <laughs> all through my school years, uh, you know, during the days I was trying to rap and, and do all these different things, uh, claim the streets, um, it would be totally different. This podcast would be totally different. I wouldn't be trying to motivate you. I definitely wouldn't be talking too much about God. And so but what I'm saying, the experiences that I had pushes me, it propels me to talk about the Lord because, see, I'm grateful. I'm very, very grateful to tell this story 
See, I want you to have a story as well. I want you to be able to tell your story. Everybody has one. Now, it is very true that you can profit off your story. You can make a lot of money off your story. You know, there are ways to do it to where you can have a call to action and bring people into your story. But I don't want you to just make money off your story. I want you to touch people's hearts. Because your story is a testimony. It is something that will be able to help the next person. And in helping that person, who knows, you may be able to bring them to Christ. To bring them to a better way of life. One that will leave a major, major legacy for those who are behind. See, when we talk about a legacy and when we talk about heaven or hell, the way that we live, my friends, can cause the people that follow us to do the same. See, we don't like to talk about that because it gets into responsibility. It gets into our influence. Take a look on your Instagram right now, your Facebook, your social media of TikTok and Twitter and all these different things. And you hear a lot of people say that they are influencers. But I remember, I think it was Prince EA that said, what are they influencing us to do? I think it's a good question. The top influencers, what are they really influencing us to do, guys? Well, the simple answer for that is to follow their lead. See, we lead by example. And so any influencer that you're watching, they're influencing you in some type of way. Now, in our minds, we feel that we're extremely strong and nothing can influence us. I can watch anything. I can do anything and it won't touch or penetrate me. But you have a subconscious mind. That picks up a lot more than you think, my friends. Which means that this stuff is inside of you. Is it good stuff? Or is it bad stuff? Are you living in a way that you will leave this earth and go to heaven? Or are you living in a way to where your final destination is hell? Like I said, we don't like to talk about it, but we have to discuss it. See, a lot of people have so much knowledge today. They have so many um, hidden codes and so much uh, energy, and these tarot cards and all these different uh, zodiac signs and all these powers. And everybody's saying we're gods today and we're, we're men and women. We're human beings. The power that these individuals claim to have, they don't have it. This is the challenge. If you do have it, how many people are you raising from the dead? How many people are you healing from the sick by just a touch? How many diseases have you stopped cold turkey? See, it's a lot of people who are trying to deceive you, my friends. I don't want you to be deceived. 
I want you to be knowledgeable. And so, yes, I claim Christian. That's what I am. I'm a Christian. Yes, I love the Bible and only the Bible. I don't use anything outside of the Bible when it comes to following God's word. And so I'm not afraid to say that, regardless if we in 2022 or not. I'm going to going to continue to say that. Now, at the same time, even though I feel that way, I have love for other people. And I hope you do too. But it boils down to what you believe. What do you believe? See, your friend's belief doesn't help you. Your mom's belief doesn't help you. Your dad's belief, it doesn't help you. My belief, it doesn't help you. You have to have your own belief. Now, when I say that, I don't mean in the sense of, hey, you know, I'm just believing whatever come my way. I want you to try. Do what the Bible says. It says, try the spirits, test them to see if they are of God. Notice when I talk, I talk, I'm always trying to use some type of scripture. Now, there are a lot of crafty men that use scripture. But you have to try them. Go to the word. Test it out. The Bible says these were more noble than those in Thessalonica. Why? Because they searched the scriptures daily to see whether those things were so. Oh, so you mean that they they checked the preacher out? You mean to tell me they, they checked the teacher out to make sure he was telling them the truth and he wasn't lying to them or just trying to get their money on Sunday? They, they, they really checked out to make sure what he was saying was true. See, a lot of times we are just falling into tradition and all these different things that are going on around us and we're just falling for a hook, line, and sinker. We don't have a mindset to say, hey, let me, let me pick up this book and study some stuff myself. Hey, man, let me, let me take a look at the history and run down things and find out that there is actually more evidence that shows that Jesus was actually on this earth than there is for some of the people that we worship or some of the people that we follow. True evidence. But you may have heard somebody say, well, um, that's not true. Um, he has to be a lunatic. Well, I would tell you that he, he either has to be a lunatic or he either has to be Lord. And of course, he could be a liar as well. But I guarantee you there's way more evidence that shows that he is Lord. Now, I'm not going to push my belief on you, but it is my obligation to make sure that I tell you about the sweetest name that this world has ever known. Now, the question remains, where are you going? Heaven or hell? Do you just put it out of your mind, act like it doesn't exist or it's not even there? 
Do you believe that we are reincarnated and will never touch heaven or hell? Do you believe that in purgatory or maybe the mindset that while we're in torment that somebody can buy back our salvation and pull us out of purgatory and all these other things? It runs very, very deep. But my question to you is, where can you find these things in Scripture? The Bible says, I am the Lord, I change not. See, heaven and earth will pass away, but what? My word shall not pass away. Look forward in the word. See, a lot of people are trying to deceive you. I don't want you to be deceived. I want you to have all the knowledge that you need. I want you to have the truth. For the Bible says, sanctify them through thy truth. What is true? Thy word is truth. See, the truth will set you free, my friends. It's not about setting you free from something that is of a financial nature or a prosperity gospel. It's not setting you free to have a huge house and a big car and a dog and all types of lavish things. That's not what the truth is here for. The truth sets you apart from the lies. The truth puts you in a position where you are saved spiritually. And when the final day comes, you'll be able to say, the heavens, my home. I'm not going to talk too much on hell because I believe we have heard a lot about it. And I don't want you guys to go there. I don't want to go there myself. Which is why I urge you. To just take a look at the book. When you take a look at the book, I guarantee you may find something that you can use in your lives. Because regardless of all the criticism that you may have against the book, how much of the book has hurt it has hurt us? How much of the book has put us in a bad state? I would argue with you that. Being without the book has put us in a worse state than we have ever been before. You remember when we used to have the book in schools? You remember when we had prayer in schools? Somebody complained about that. You remember when we would have prayer at football games and all these various things. But now we're trying to take all of this stuff out. Why? We don't want to hear it. Well, I don't believe that, so uh, we need to take that out. You know, I believe otherwise. Uh, well, you know, we need to separate, you know, church and state, you know. Uh, well, you know, um, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, that book right there is just not good. You know, it it, it condemns people. Hey, they, they, that, that book don't have anything to do. Hey, that book was wrote, written by men. That book wasn't written, written by God. And so I've heard criticism after criticism after criticism after criticism. 
But the thing is, is that you can't go with what another man says. You have to check it out. And so, if what I'm saying is true, then that means that we have to get our life right. And if what those other people are saying is true, then we can just live any way we want to, and we still going to heaven. Hey, you ain't got to worry about nothing. Man, you can curse up a storm, drink, smoke, uh, just, just do whatever you want to do in life. It don't matter. What does it say? Eat, drink, and be merry. For tomorrow we die. YOLO. It don't matter what you do. No, that's not true. It really does matter what you do. If you have any questions or you got any comments, you know, about heaven or hell or salvation, you know, reach out to me. I'll be happy to talk to you. Um, I will say this. Um, don't reach out in an argumentative spirit. Uh, because I don't hold this podcast to have an argumentative or evil spirit towards you. So the same respect that I give you, I will hope that when you do reach out to me, that you will give me the same respect. Uh, I'm still a man. And I'm not perfect. But one thing I'm striving to do is to glorify God. And I hope that you are trying to do the same. It's not enough for somebody to sit on the sidelines and say, let me do what I want to do and don't you worry about it. But if somebody really loves you and loves your soul, they're not just going to sit on the sidelines. They're going to open their mouth and say something about it. Now, whether you believe it or not, or whether you take heed to it or not, that's on you. But the blood is off my hands when I open up my mouth to preach to you the gospel of Jesus the Christ. He really exists, my friends. Do not believe the rhetoric that is going on around here. He really exists. The Bible is true. The Bible is accurate. Smart men may tell you different. <laughs> they may tell you different. But when they do, I want you to speak to them about evidence. Not their opinion. But I want them to speak to you about evidence. I want them to speak to you about archaeology. I want them to speak to you about history. I want them to speak to you about artifacts. And everything that confirms that the Bible is true. Earlier, uh, I was eating dinner with my son. And as soon as he saw the symbol on my shirt, the Superman S, he said, Dad, you a hero, hero. He just kept saying, you a hero. And I told him, I say, well, you you a hero too. And he say, he said, no, I'm Landon. I'm like, huh? I say, you hero too. He said, no, I'm Landon. 
And so in essence, he was letting me know that, hey, I ain't no hero. I'm Landon. You know what I'm saying? Landon is, is better than being a hero. <laughs> but he kept saying, Dad, you're a hero. And so I thought about that. And I remember growing up and one of my uh, favorite things to watch on TV was superheroes. Man, if it was Power Rangers, I was into it. If Heroes, if it was Superman, I was into it. If it was Batman, I was into it. If it was X-Men, Wolverine, Cyclops, and the Hulk. And, uh, look, Heroes, I was into it. Cops and Robbers. I look for the cop to take care of everything. I look for, um, you know, anything that had to do with heroes. But today, you look around and it seems that the villain or the enemy is getting ahead in life. Is that true? Or is that just our perception? I can't fully answer that, but I just want to tell you that there are some heroes still in this world. There are still some men who are not afraid to stand up for that which is right. There are still some men who are not afraid or fearful to say what needs to be said. These men focus on leading by example, not by dictating, not by acting holier than thou, not by coming off in a way that is rude or mean or arrogant. They come off in a way that shows love, a way that is easygoing, positive, motivational in nature. These men don't have all the answers, but yet and still, they focus on seeking the truth and seeking God's face. I would urge you to be that type of man, and that type of woman. The world needs more of you. It's okay to stand up for what's right. It's okay to say, hey, I'm not with that. We need more people standing up. What do people see when they see you? Do they see you as a hero? Do they see you as a man of truth? What do they see? Are you a symbol for honesty, for integrity, for truth? Not just going to say in the American way. Because this message goes out to the whole world. What do they see you as? Are you a hero to them? Or are you a villain? Are you an enemy to your people, society, your family? Because see, somebody is looking up to you. What do they see when they see you? I can't answer that question. You can I need you to think about that every day you rise, every day you wake. What do they see in you? Is it a symbol of hope? If it is, then you're doing your job.
If it's a symbol of truth, you're doing your job. If they can look to you for guidance, oh man, kudos to you. You really, really doing your thing. I need you to keep doing it. That's one of the things I love about the Bible. See, it doesn't matter if you start good, you got to finish good. That's why the Bible says, live faithfully unto death. See, you continue until death. You don't just stop. You don't start doing right and then you stop. No, you start it and you keep it going all the way into the finish line. For me, I never looked at it as I was a hero. But it gets to a point in life where a lot of the heroes that we know, they're dying off. And so we have to stand in the gap. We have to be the one to uphold truth, honor, and integrity. We have to be those type of men. See, I speak to the men a lot on this show. It's, it's catered to men. It's because we need more men to stand up. We need more good men. I saw a report that was uh, on TV that I thought was very, very amazing. Uh, this particular high school, or it could have been a middle school, I'm not sure. Uh, they were having a lot, a lot of problems. And uh, a group of men, a group of fathers, stood up and said, you know what, we'll take watch at the schools. You know what, we will uh, be here to greet these kids when they come in in the morning. We'll be here during lunchtime. We'll be here all the way to the building close. And the percentage of fights, arguments, negativity, and all these types of things, it went down. Because I don't know about your relationship to your father, but when a real stern father or a godly father is around their child, more than likely that child gets in line. They may get away with a few things with mom. Now, of course, if it's a single mom, then it's probably a little different because <laughs> uh, I know those ladies, uh, they have to be the mother and the father in a, in a sense. But when you have a home with a mother and a father, that father hopefully is leading. Hopefully he is in a role to where he is influencing the children in a good way. And so that's what these guys were doing. They went to the school. You know, now I'm not telling you that this is the answer um, for school shootings and all these different things that are going on. But I'm telling you, I believe it helps. See, a lot of times in our school system, we just drop our kids off and the parents have become detached. It almost becomes as if some of these schools have become a babysitting place. Hey, we're just passing time. But it's good to be active in your child's life. It's good to be active and present and know what these teachers are teaching them. To know what's going on around them. Are they being bullied? Hey, do they have feelings of suicide? You need to know these things. You need to know if it's something that deals with homosexuality. You need to know if somebody is trying to rape them. 
you need to know what is going on in these schools. Now, I understand that there are limitations, but it's still our job. And I don't just say this for schools. I say this for everything. If you're going in the grocery store, if you're going to church, you need to know what's going on with your children. You need to know what's going on. And fathers, I charge you. I'm not just going to charge the mothers. Fathers, I charge you to stand up and do what's right. And I want you to charge me back. Hey, Will, you do what's right. You make sure that you keep yourself in check. Because I'm going to keep myself in check. Yeah, I like that. I can rock with that. I can salute you in that. But see, when we do it that way, what happens is we holding each other accountable. See, we've been letting too much slide. We don't hold each other accountable anymore. We just letting things go on. No, no, let's hold each other accountable. Remember what Les Brown said, live your life the way you want to leave your life. And as always, my friends, live well and honor the king.